0: day has come. I'm happy for grandmothers and little girls and everyone in between. I'm happy for boys and men because when any barrier falls in America, it clears the way for everyone.
1: That was Hillary Clinton speaking last night about being the first woman to accept the nomination of a major political party to run. For President. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for tuning in this day after the Democrats ended their convention in Philadelphia. Uh, It was a remarkable and historic moment last night, and it's all the more remarkable, of course, because it comes as Republicans seem to have nominated a person who doesn't hide or apologize for his offensive comments about women. Hillary Rodham Clinton last night made her best case to delegates at the convention and to the nation about why she should be the next president. It was a very different speech in tone and substance than the one we saw Donald Trump give last night. Last week on his own behalf at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. How might this whole Two week span where we have seen more of the candidates and their supporters than we have yet this year. Uh, How might this affect the election between now and November? How much did you pay attention to what the Republicans did in Cleveland and what the Democrats did in Philadelphia this week? You had to have noticed the contrast. There was no real similarity in, again, tone or context or substance between last week and this week. Uh, Still in all, uh, the Republican candidate Donald Trump got a big bump in the polls out of uh, the performance that he was able to put together last week for Republicans in Cleveland. Are we going to see the same bounce for the Democrats in Hillary Clinton after this week? Did you watch last night? Did you watch as the first woman to accept a major party nomination to be president gave a very uh, moving and substantive speech about why she thinks she should be president? Did it affect your vote? Uh, did you feel like she closed the deal with you if you were on the fence? And if you're a woman, especially if you are a Republican woman, how did what Hillary Clinton said last night play with you? I'm really curious about the uh, sort of spectrum of responses among women to Hillary Clinton, the first woman uh, to be a major party candidate for President of the United States. We want to hear from you all hour, of course, today. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. And joining me now to talk about uh, last night and this week uh, are Kelly Rossman McKinney, who is uh, CEO of Truscott Rossman, a political consulting firm in Lansing, and Gretchen Whitmer, who is the Ingham County Prosecutor, former State Senate Democratic Leader, and was a delegate at the DNC this week in Philadelphia Gretchen and Kelly welcome to Detroit today
2: Thank
3: you Thanks Stephen
1: yeah. uh, Gretchen I want to start with you cuz you're there in Philly you were a delegate uh, I understand you, you you weren't on the floor last night as uh, Clinton gave her speech but you were there all week uh watching what was going on I saw you on TV in fact uh during the uh <laughs> during the nomination process uh, when Michigan cast its its, its delegate vote. Talk to me about what the, the, the feeling was, though, uh, as Clinton was speaking, and especially after. Uh, a lot of pressure on her, uh, given the, the circumstances of the election, and given, I think, the power of the speeches given on her behalf this week. I mean, boy, if you think about uh, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, uh, the bar was set awfully, awfully high. Did she clear it?
2: Absolutely, and we were thrilled to see it. I mean, the quality of the speeches all week long, as you just said, Stephen, I mean, dwarfed anything we saw out of Cleveland the week before. And that's setting expectations awfully high. And she not only cleared it, but I think she set her own tone. It was substance and optimism. And, you know, all of the people who spoke before her really did a beautiful job too that dr khan who's muslim and lost his son serving our country was so powerful i mean it was i remember being in denver when president obama accepted the nomination 8 years ago and it was very similar to that it was it was this feeling of optimism and hope but but also you know real grit about, we're going to move forward and we're going to do it together and make a difference for people. We didn't see anything like that coming out of Cleveland, in my opinion. I'm biased. I've been with her (laughs) for a long time. I'm a Clinton delegate. I've never been prouder to be a Democrat than I was at the end of this week at this convention. Uh,
1: The tone of her speech last night, I thought, was really interesting in that it went back and forth. Uh, between this impassioned plea for Americans to think of themselves as one and to work together on our problems, and pointed attacks—really pointed attacks—on her opponent, I think I always think that's a really tricky balance to strike uh, in a speech. Uh, very difficult to sort of have it all hold together while uh, while you're doing that. But she seemed to she seemed to pull that part
2: off, though. It, it was it was a, a great balance between optimism but seriousness, um, and I think that that's what's so important. We've seen, you know, some baseless kind of personal attacks from one side, and then you see this the seriousness, but but optimism and a little bit of humor too. I mean, Hillary Clinton is, as Barack Obama said, the, the most qualified person, man or woman, to have ever sought the office of the presidency. She is. We we think we know her because she's been so scrutinized over her whole career, but I think we saw a side that we hadn't seen before. And, and Chelsea Clinton did a beautiful job introducing her. I sat there with my daughters watching it and um, was just taken aback by how much more there is to learn and, and how she is able to navigate, you know, a serious, tough message, but also do it in a way that is so optimistic. It was, it was. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kelly Rossman, uh, you, you advise candidates all the time on, on speeches like this, I would imagine, and, and how they have to deliver, how they have to sort of use this platform uh, to close the deal with, with their supporters. Give, give me your sense of how well Clinton did that last night.
3: She was masterful. And, and I've got to tell you, much like Gretchen uh, said, I feel so proud not just to be a Democrat, but to be an American and to be able to bear witness to history. It's one of the, the most fun aspects of politics is that you get to be and see history in the making. Uh, Hillary Clinton's speech last night, there, it, there could not have been more pressure on any individual um, in terms of one speech than what she was expected to deliver last night. And Gretchen's right. It was that combination of passion, um, uh anger Mm -hmm. and what i felt especially was this wonderful self-deprecating sense of humor where she took the the one thing that she's criticized most about which is being all into her plans (laughs) and she made a joke about it and she didn't apologize for it and i don't think she should apologize for it the fact that she's got plans and Donald Trump doesn't have plans. The fact that he wants to, you know, he he uh, professes to be able to do everything by himself when it's clear it really does take a village. She made these uh, wonderful uh, compare and contrast statements. She she was masterful, and it was um, it was a joyful, uh, uh, heart touching night from the beginning. I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Khan and his his standing in front of tens of thousands of people, a quiet, nondescript man with his hand on his heart, quietly reminding everyone that young men and women have died for this country, even if they didn't come from this country originally. It was it was a night, Stephen, and, and I don't know how else to say it. My heart was full from beginning to end. It was just an amazing evening. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Kelly Rossman McKinney, she is the CEO of Truscott Rossman, a uh, political consulting firm in Lansing, uh, and Gretchen Whitmer, who is the Ingham County prosecutor, a former state senator Democratic leader, and a delegate at the DNC. We are talking about. Hillary Clinton's speech last night to the delegates in Philadelphia, to the nation. Did you watch the speech? Did it convince you? Did it seal the deal for you? If you were on the fence, uh, if you were a Bernie Sanders supporter... What did you make of what Hillary Clinton said? One of the things I noticed was that if you sort of took the personal anecdotes out of that speech, Bernie Sanders might have talked to that way himself uh, from a policy perspective. Uh, very aggressively progressive messages in that speech. If you were a Sanders supporter, did that convince you that Hillary Clinton is someone you ought to support in November? And especially women. I want to hear from you today. Uh, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, uh, what did you think of the first woman to accept a major party nomination for president. How did she do? And uh, how do you you relate uh, to Hillary Clinton? Is is the history of this moment enough to get your support? 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to uh, Veronica in Ferndale. Veronica, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Good morning. Thank you for the the opportunity to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the last few days, Clinton spoke about his wife, and there was many things brought out about what an exceptional humanitarian she is for years. Now, if you compare her, and this this is Trump, all he's done was maybe had casinos and golf course, everything (laughs) in his own interest. He's done nothing for uh, his fellow man to speak of. When you think about it, he's lined his pockets, he's made money hand over fist. If he had it his way, every kid in this country would be at at uh, Trump Casino in, in <laughs> Atlantic City. I have no faith in the man. I'm sorry, he may be smart in business, but he's not a politician, he's not a leader, and he ought to just go home and, and study a little history. Veronica, thank yeah. No,
4: uh,
1: thank you very much uh, for the call, uh, Veronica. Uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer and Kelly Rossman McKinney, one of the things I noticed about uh, uh, the soldier's dad who spoke last night uh, w- was the way he painted this contrast between Clinton and, and Trump. And at one point he said, I thought this was very pointed, uh, about Donald Trump, you have sacrificed nothing. Uh, and I thought that was just a devastating, it was a devastating line. Uh, and, and it really sort of crystallizes many of the Democratic supporters' uh, uh, criticisms of what's going on on the other side of the, of the political spectrum.
3: Well, you're you're absolutely right, Stephen. Not only that line, you have sacrificed nothing, but he also said, have you ever even read the U.S. Constitution? And he pulls a copy of the Constitution out of his lapel pocket and says, you can borrow mine. It was... Fabulous. And and not only did the crowd go wild, but I can't imagine that people at home didn't have exactly the same reaction. This quiet man took us from heartbreak to um, uh, uh, a compelling action in a matter of minutes. It was really amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gretchen Whitmore, just, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. I'd just add to that, you know. I, in public service, the thing that, that always moves me the most, that, you know, that just bowls me over is to see a parent turn their grief into a cause to help others, and we saw that over and over again in Philadelphia, whether it was the mothers of the movement or surviving spouses of, of officers who lost their lives in the line of duty, or Mr. Kahn, who did it so beautifully. And, and I think that that's something that was so important this week for all of us to see. One of the, you know, messages too is you can't, don't please don't cast a vote just based on 140 characters, as Michelle <laughs> Obama said. Look at the quality of the person you're elected. Look at their life's work. And if you make a judgment based on that, there's no question who the most qualified person is be elected who is going to have the temperament to lead this country this is not a reality television show this is about our lives all of our lives across this country and where we go but where we go for our kids and our grandkids after us
1: yeah uh let's go to michelle in detroit michelle welcome to detroit today hi thanks sure
0: yeah i'm calling just to to reflect on you called for women who uh, women voters and those who had previously supported bernie and mm-hmm. i was ready to support Hillary, and then i met bernie and i was really excited about him and i've been having a little bit of a hard time making the adjustment i think that we do hold hillary to a higher standard than we hold trump you know and i don't just want to have to vote for her i want to want to vote for her <laughs>
1: right and,
0: um you know we do kind of treat her like she has to be the adult in the room and but anyway, watching last night, I really did, I felt positive. I felt convinced of her values, which is important to me. And um, and I, I'm going to willingly and happily vote for her.
1: Wow. Wow! So so uh, th- was it this week, that the sort of totality of this week in the speeches, or was it Hillary <laughs> Clinton herself, uh, her address that, that changed your mind?
0: It was more so the other. I mean, watching Obama, that really... Kind of softened me up <laughs> and made me more pliable and willing to to hear what she had to say. She did a good job um, it, but it, it that alone didn't do it.
1: Yeah yeah Michelle, thanks very much uh, for calling in uh, and sharing that with us. Uh, let's go to Nathan Nathan in Lathrop Village. Nathan, welcome to Detroit
5: today. Thank you. Hi. Uh, it's just, I, have, I have a couple of comments. First of all, this is not original. I heard that from Trevor um, <laughs> Trevor Noah, and uh, he has a point that needs to be made. You know, every woman in the country, including women who hate Hillary, who are going to vote Republican, should be flabbergasted, should be amazed by the fact that a woman is finally running in a major party ticket.
1: Sure, sure.
5: And um, the other thing, I think that uh, you know, I am kind of uh, an independent who always votes Democrat, and I am closer to Bernie Sanders than to Hillary. That being said, the Bernie supporters really i mean really should be get over themselves <laughs> what is it with that purism <laughs> you know if you're not with me to the nth degree i'm not gonna vote for you i'm gonna let the troll take over
1: yeah. <laughs> right no nathan you, really you are not alone in uh in uh being uh sort of uh perplexed by that i i, I can confess to that myself and I've heard a lot of other folks uh, in the same place. Nathan, thanks very much uh, for that call. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer uh, and Kelly Rossman, I I, I want to ask you about that that what Nathan said about this moment separate from the politics uh, a, a woman standing on stage at the Democratic National Convention accepting the nomination. In a white suit, we should note, uh, uh, reflective of of suffragettes. Uh, the Telegraph uh, of London this morning has a really interesting story about the significance of her color choice for her suit. Not that we want to reduce the discussion of a woman <laughs> of sub, su- such substance uh, to her clothes, but certainly there was a message that was being sent very clearly by her choice of color last night. Uh, talk about that, that moment, though, separate from... The politics. Gretchen, I'll, I'll start with you.
2: Well, I'll just tell you, you know, I driving out to Philadelphia, it, it kept dawning on me. You know, that's why I brought my kids out. They're 12 and 14 young women who are growing up in an America that is so different from the one I grew up in, and in a, in a good way, in many ways. And they, for the majority of their lives, we've had an African-American president. We are on the cusp of um, electing a our woman president. It will not dawn on them that that's not a possibility. And that's a big deal, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. That in and of itself is a big deal. I would never suggest people should vote for someone because of their gender. But the fact that we are nominating the first woman is a big deal. My kids think about marriage. They don't get caught up in labels. They think it's the union between two people who love each other. They don't have the baggage that so many of us growing up in this country might have that oh we've never seen a African American president or a female president. That's not ever gonna dawn on them that. and that's a big deal. Right we sat we watched this speech last night and I had tears in my eyes because it is this enormous step forward for this country. We are so far behind so many other nations, this being a, a barrier and She said it so beautifully last night, when another barrier falls, it benefits everyone or something to that effect. It makes
1: a way for everybody, sure.
2: It really does. It really does. And if I could just mention one thing about Bernie Sanders and, and the supporters who called in, he's done a great job this week. He addressed the Michigan delegation. He nominated Hillary Clinton. He was there, and he was supportive, and his people helped craft a platform that is unapologetically progressive and I think we're all better off for that so I was thrilled to talk to so many Bernie supporters who were now enthusiastic and supporting Hillary Clinton we took a picture with Abby Dart who is was one of Bernie's platform committee members and she said I want to take a picture with you and with this sign that said my heart's with Bernie my vote's with Hillary because we have, this was a convention where we all came together in the end he was not Ted Cruz, he's that conducted himself with class and has an indelible impact on the substance of where this party is, and we're all better off for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kelly Rossman McKinney, uh, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just
3: going to say, speaking of class, uh, Hillary Clinton was masterful in speaking directly to Bernie Sanders and thanking him for generating and mobilizing Uh, uh, a whole group of people. And she said she was better for it, that her platform was better for it. And that says a lot. You didn't hear anything even remotely like that from Donald Trump. (laughs) Uh, Her respect and her acknowledgement, and with grace and dignity on both their parts, Says volumes about their relationship and about how we, as Democrats and as Americans, move forward. It was it was great. Her speech last night really hit it on all fronts. It was really just
1: terrific. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Bill in Bloomfield Hills. Bill, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um,
5: I,
4: uh I I was originally a uh, a Bernie supporter. I voted for Bernie in the primary. I, you know, I, There's no question that no one in my family is ever going to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, so I, and I want to make that bias <laughs> kind of
1: clear. Right? But, but,
4: um, but I've got two kids, 27 and uh, 28 years old. We spent a lot of time talking about politics. And my wife, who when I met her was not interested in politics, now rushed home to watch the uh, conventions, both the democratic and the Republican conventions. and And here's what we, as a group, were taken with. The quality of speakers for not and, and I'm not talking now about the elected officials uh-huh. who spoke on behalf of both candidates, but the quality and sincerity of the speakers who spoke for Hillary so overwhelmed us, uh, the military commander from uh, in Afghanistan. And uh, I mean, I, I was simply blown away by his speech. Here's a guy who's just not been into politics, who was the commander in Afghanistan of the US troops, who worked with her while he was, uh, while she was secretary of state. I mean, that was kind of overwhelming stuff for us. Um, if I have my son uh, either is going to vote, his present position is he's either gonna vote for a third party candidate, or um, Or abstain from running for president, and all three of us have really begun to work on him the The, the notion that quote Hillary is a liar, Hillary can 't be trusted um, just doesn 't seem to have any substance when you really listen to her secretary of let, let me get this straight. The Secretary of State doesn 't always tell the truth i 'd be worried <laughs> about a Secretary of State that always No, oh, and truth. I
1: think a lot of Republicans uh, feel pretty strongly about that bill
4: well i I think a lot of american people i think a lot of democrats feel very strongly about it but uh, i think it was true that that what has happened in it i hadn't focused on this until recently she's been made a caricature and and that's inappropriate she's you know can you imagine anyone who's been more under a microscope than this woman and and she gets blamed for any indiscretion that her husband Ever had mm-hmm. we wouldn't do that by the way uh, if it was if, if the shoe were on the other side were we wouldn't if it blame the man <laughs> yeah. if it was a a, yeah. a woman who did something wrong yeah. no, so, bill the, bill
1: thank you very much uh, yeah, bill,
4: I just wanted to say uh your, your guests
1: are wonderful. The future governor of Michigan speaking uh, <laughs> listening to her on the radio is right. always That's fun. a little ways off, <laughs> Bill. We're not going get- oh, to that conversation <laughs> yet, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Thanks very Sign much. Sign him up, Gretchen. Kelly Rossman-McKinney, before I let you, you guys go, I, I want to change the subject just briefly. I know you've been really involved in uh, the Regional Transit Authority oh, uh, debate yes. here in Southeast Michigan. Not a good day yesterday uh, for those of us who want like basic transit in Detroit and and the suburbs. Uh, another huge setback with the vote.
3: It really was and you know it's it's uh, really sad that uh, two county executives, Mark Hackle and Brooks Patterson, can essentially build a wall in Southeast Michigan. By um, directing their regional transit authority board members, um, there are two each from Oakland and Macomb counties, Uh, these men voted to support the plan itself and then voted against putting the funding for the plan on the ballot. Mm. So they said, yeah, we like the plan, but they refused to let the voters decide whether they want the plan or not. And it's... um, it, it's ridiculous, and it is pure historic regional politics at its very worst. And to, um, to at the very last minute, and I am talking literally very last minute, this ballot language has to be adopted quickly so that it can be on the ballot November 8th. They have now said, geez, we don't really like how the... Um, how the money's going to be appropriated to each of the counties. We want a supermajority, too. And, you know, that's fine, but you... Number one, that requires a legislative change, which can't happen in time. Number two, both Mark Hackle and Brooks Patterson supported the Regional Transit Authority legislation in the first place. They knew what they were getting into, and now because they're fighting with the city of Detroit over the Great Lakes Water Authority, they're using, using the Regional Transit Authority to hold Southeast Michigan hostage, and it is unconscionable. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I am in the exact same space as you are on this one, uh, and and I'm hopeful that we get a resolution in the next couple of weeks, but boy, I'm not, I'm not terribly optimistic. Um, Kelly Rossman McKinney, CEO of Truscott Rossman, a uh, political consulting firm in Lansing. Gretchen Whitmer, Ingham County prosecutor, former state De- Senate Democratic leader and a delegate at the Democratic National Convention. Thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. It was Thank a ball. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Up next, we're going to hear from the other side of the political spectrum. Uh, State Senator Joe Hewn was one of the first people to come out, uh, public officials to come out in favor of Trump here in Michigan. He joins us next to talk about his reflections on the Democratic National Convention. And stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019. What did you think of Hillary Clinton's speech last night? Especially if you are a woman, we want to hear from you about your reaction to the first woman accepting a major political party's nomination to the presidency. Stay with us on Detroit Today.
0: Imagine him in the Oval Office facing a real crisis. A man you can bait with a tweet is not a man we can trust with nuclear weapons.
1: With Hillary Clinton striking hard at Donald Trump's temperament last night during her acceptance speech at the Democratic National Convention, What do Republicans and Trump supporters think of this week's happenings in Philly and Clinton's nomination? How does it contrast in their minds to what happened last week in Cleveland during the Republican National Convention? Joining me now to talk about that Republican reaction is Joe Hewn. He's a Republican state senator and was one of the first public officials here in Michigan to come out and say that he was willing to support the Republican nominee for president. Joe, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah. So uh, quickly, give me give me your your instant sort of reaction to Hillary Clinton's speech last night. You know, I, I have to be frank and tell you, I actually had to listen
6: to most of it on the radio and then caught the tail end at home on television. But <laughs> it's a historic night. I mean, this is the first time a woman has been nominated to leave the party. Of any major party in this country. And it's also a historic night. It's the first time uh, either party has ever uh, nominated a presidential candidate that was so recently uh, investigated by the FBI. So it's amazing (laughs) to watch everybody stand up and cheer for that.
1: Investigated by the FBI, not charged. Let's be clear, Joe.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wasn't the FBI director pretty much said, oh, she broke the law, but we failed to uh, enforce it because the the intent.
1: (laughs) So <laughs> that's not what he said. You know. I watched uh, his press conference. I'm
6: paraphrasing, but it was pretty darn close. Uh, so, so,
1: so, talk to me though about the things she said about Donald Trump. I mean, uh, and what what resonated with me about what she said about Trump was how similar they are to what. You hear a lot of Republicans saying about Donald Trump. I mean, uh, folks who who are longtime members of the party, former public officials themselves, elected officials uh, in the party saying this is a guy whose temperament is not uh, suitable to the to the presidency, among, you know, among other things. How do you answer how do you answer what she said in that clip I just played?
6: You know, I think Senator Jack Brandenburg said it best. He said Trump shoots from the hip, and he's hip when he shoots. Um, I think his allure and his following is, is so substantial and so big because he doesn't dance around political correctness. He cuts to the chase, uh, and that's what I think is refreshing in politics today. And, uh, you know, he nominated and we nominated Mike Pence to – Uh, be the vp candidate for the republican party and i think that helped uh put to rest any concerns that we had with the republican base uh with the folks that you just mentioned that had some concerns about donald trump and we left cleveland um more united than what i see coming out of philadelphia particularly when you see those signs from the bernie supporters where they colored in Hillary and it actually said liar. We saw a bunch of those last <laughs> night and this morning. So I think uh, our party's more united than the Democrats ever dreamt.
1: So, so, but it doesn't bother you, for instance, that Donald Trump uh, has a, a press conference in the middle of the week where he is clearly off script, right, just up there talking, uh, and, and says something like, uh, well... Whoa, if the Russians are listening, why don't, why don't you go find Hillary's missing emails for us so that we can go through them, which which is sort of, I mean, look, I'll give him credit. It's sort of a funny comment uh, to 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 make about the the DNC email scam if you take it out of the context of it being a presidential candidate uh, playing that way uh, with with uh, you know uh, a country that that we think is spending a lot of time spying on us uh, uh, conducting these kinds of uh, uh, subterfuge sort of uh, information gathering on on the country i mean it's reckless uh, in the context of we are 4 months from a a uh, uh, from a presidential election and this is the guy who says he wants to lead us how can you not i mean as an elected official i mean i know you be- i know you would not uh, behave that way why is it okay oh. for him You know, that was certainly said in jest, and it was a joke. And I think it was to draw attention to those
6: 33,000 emails that Hillary Clinton kept on her private server. And then ultimately they were all of a sudden destroyed and eliminated and not uh, found by the FBI. And I think that actually drew more attention to how she operates. Than the comedic but the joke him.
1: itself but the joke itself is is inappropriate because he's 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 seeking to be the most powerful elected official in this country right I mean there's nothing funny about it in it coming out of his mouth
6: well it was a joke and it was still pointing to the fact that she said she didn't have these emails then they appeared and she destroyed them all 33,000 emails some of them potentially classified, some of them having potential information on it that could destroy this country, uh, and she just all of a sudden deletes them all. So that's.
1: But it's funny to say you, that the Russians should get that. I, why I mean, aren't you more upset about that? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, but the idea that you would court the Russians... Uh, <laughs> he was, like, calling
6: for help. Come yeah, on. It was come a, on, that's... It was a, It was a joke, and he was calling for help. Hey, let's draw some attention to how Hillary operates. Folks like you in the media just seem to overlook that. (laughs)
1: All right, let's take some calls here. Uh, Catherine in Novi, welcome to Detroit Today.
7: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh Um, I'm kind of calling in a couple of fronts. First as a mother, and as of course, as a woman. And we're really open about politics in the House. So, you know, we talk about it all the time. And what I really love about this election is that it's both inspirational and aspirational for my eight-year-old daughter. And, in fact, she told me the other day, I have my speech ready in case I'm on TV for the election. (laughs) And I kind of giggled and I said, okay, what are you going to say? And she said, the reason I adore Hillary Clinton is because she has removed barriers. And now I know I can be president. So I'm going to start working hard, I'm going to do my chores, and I'm going to take care of my guinea pigs I'm getting in August. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 Emily, I don't care how you feel about Hillary. I mean, I care because I'm a very passionate supporter, but if you can have your child say those words that they are aspirational, they can see themselves being president and they're going to do their chores, we already have a victory
1: yeah uh, that's a great that's a great point, yeah. Catherine. I think a lot of people uh, watching last night feel that way and and I think it, it's possible to feel that way uh, as as State Senator Joe Hewn Points out whether you support uh, Hillary from a policy perspective or not. Um, the, the the historic nature of this moment is is really important. And uh, what I love about your your call is you're pointing out how important it is to, to our children uh, to to be seeing uh, things work this way. Uh, Catherine, thanks very much uh, for your call. Uh, Nash in Detroit. Nash, welcome to Detroit today.
0: Yeah, hi, good morning. Um, Let me start with a couple of points. Uh, I'm a uh, a Bernie supporter uh, and an American Muslim, so it's a unique combination. Uh, So, but part of, you know, growing up not to complain about your options, we have to move on. Now, for me, it's an easy choice uh, between Hillary and Donald Trump. Even if uh, uh, Hillary would, if she stood there, she said nothing. I just continue to vote voting for her because <laughs> Trump because Donald uh, I'll refer him to, with his first name only because Donald poses an existential threat on my kids on my family and on myself and I know like we are less than 1% of the kind of the voting so I'm actually relying on the other on my fellow Americans to to save me from this uh, this you know from this guy, yeah.
1: Now, no, Nash. I, I I think that's a super important point. I mean, uh, I, I when I talk to Bernie supporters, for instance, uh, when I talk to supporters of Donald Trump, one of the first things I ask them is. Uh, why is it okay to, to, to speak this way ab- about uh, other people who are in this country? Uh, one of the most chilling things he said during the, his speech last week was about his appeal to law and order in the context of what we've seen with Black Lives Matter and uh, black men being killed uh, by police officers. I, I, the, the, the idea of a religious test uh, for immigrants uh, in this country uh, even as a temporary uh, measure, is is antithetical to what you think of uh, here in the United States. Building a wall with our third largest uh, trade partner uh, and and uh, a country that we share a lot of cultural connection with, a, totally opposite of, of what we say when we go around the world and tell people, tear down this wall the the issue is whether you're not whether you're in one of those groups or not donald trump sort of poses the same threat the idea that somehow it's okay for certain uh, uh, subsets of Americans to suffer because you're not one of them is one of the more peculiar uh, notions. Uh, Nash, thanks very much for that call. Uh, Joe Hewn, uh, state senator, uh, talk about the things that Donald Trump says about those divisions, the things that that separate us. Why why is that okay?
6: You know, I think when you watched when I watched his speech from the convention floor last week, he tempered his comments and said, Uh, Particularly when it comes to immigration, and I am fully supportive of building a wall on our southern border, and I'm the first to admit it, or the first to champion it, the first to agree with it. And I'm not sure if anybody can actually get me to move off that. And
1: situation. you don't see, but you don't see a problem with that in the context of us being uh, internationally uh, a no, voice I no for problem. tearing down walls, right? I for see, saying I uh, no this problem. wall, there's something wrong with tear down this wall. Your hero Ronald Reagan says that to Mikhail Gorbachev back in uh, the late uh, 1980s. How, how do you reconcile that with let's build the wall?
6: I see no problem. In fact, the wall's partially already built if you go down to that southern border. But I think one thing that needs to be pointed out is the fact that poor Bernie Sanders and his supporters, the cards in the Democratic establishment was stacked against him from the get-go. I watched Michigan uh, on television when they were announcing their votes on Uh the convention floor for the Democrats. Knowing full well that Bernie won Michigan, but still received, what, 40 or 50 less votes on the convention floor because of these things called superdelegates. You know, I won my first election to the state house by two votes. Yeah, right, super close.
1: (laughs) Yeah, after
6: a recount, and I tell everybody that your vote counts, but it's hard for me to look a Democrat in the eye in my community and say, hey, your vote counts, when it really doesn't, because Bernie won Michigan yet still received fewer votes uh, because of the Because
1: Democratic of the delegate count, yeah. Yeah,
6: it's yeah. crazy. And I understand and completely uh, feel for these Bernie supporters who feel that, you know, the rug was pulled out from underneath them. And I'll tell you what, the Trump supporters, uh, they tried everything up until Trump received the nomination in, in Cleveland to do that to Trump as well, but thankfully— um, the voters spoke, and our party united behind Trump. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, Joe Hewn, state senator, and one of the first public officials here in the state of Michigan to support Donald Trump for president. Thanks very much for being a good sport and coming on. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we're going to preview this weekend's Maker Fair in Dearborn with the president of the Henry Ford Maker Fair, one of my favorite events every year here in Southeast Michigan. Stay with us on Detroit Today.